Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Listen, if you are a procrastinator just like me, then this episode is for you. (laughs) It can be so easy to push off big projects or even small tasks because you don't feel like you're up to it or maybe you're just too busy. But the reality is that we need those deadlines to help hold us accountable. So in this episode, we're going to give you some tips to help you stick to those deadlines. But first, speaking of procrastination, no, let's hear a TSH from Robin. Robin says, my TSH is the journal program I've created with my sixth grade English students. Every two weeks, each section turns in a journal with at least three entries. I read and write a response in every journal. It's an amazing year-long project that helps me build strong connections with all my students. But responding to 16 journals at a time with thoughtful notes is a huge time suck. I've planned the due date so one section submits one week and the other two submit the next. But every time I feel like I finally can work on catching up on everything else, I end up with a pile of journals I need to respond to in a day so the kids can have them back to write their next set of entries. When I'm rushed and overwhelmed with a massive to-do list, I write much shorter responses, but the kids are bummed not to get a personalized note. Wow, this one's really hard, Robin, because I can understand how much of a connection it is making with your students. And I think you're, you're obviously your students really appreciate it because when you write those much shorter responses, I can hear that they're, you know, you said that they're bummed out, but I completely understand where this is such a huge time suck. And honestly, this is one of the reasons why I don't do it. Because several years ago, I was the same way. I was just starting fourth grade and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do a journal response. I want them to write and I'm going to respond to them. And I had 40 kids and writing responses to every single student is just not feasible. I mean, it wasn't something that was realistic for the time that I had and with all of the other commitments that I need to make sure that I was doing. So here are a couple of different options. I think for this year, you need to stick to it because at this point, you've kind of set the expectation for your students and you definitely don't want to ruin that relationship that you've already built with them. But I want you to think about how you can maybe modify this for some of the other years because clearly you enjoy that connection. However, can you do this more with a conference? Like, could you meet with kids one-on-one so that you're not having to write them a response? Um, Can you have maybe a rubric that you're adding to, and then you're adding some personalized messages? Could you make it digital where you could just copy and paste some of those messages so that you're not having to sit there and write it? That's so much easier having like a bank of responses versus you trying to customize responses to every single student. And that's what we do with report cards too. So think of it in that sense. But I mean, definitely one that is challenging and I would just look how you can make those adjustments in the future. Yeah, my brain also went to the digital aspect. I know there is something special about handwriting in a journal, but yeah. from a time standpoint, if you're at this kind of crossroad of like, look, what I'm doing is not sustainable. I have to make a change. Mm-hmm. Rather than scrapping it all together, what if you went to more of like a digital journal and your students could write in like a Google Doc and you could respond there? What's great about that is you could either type a response, which for most people is going to be faster than handwriting it, 
you could use voice to text. So then you can just speak it and it will type it for you. Mm-hmm. Or you can even use extensions like Mote, M-O-T-E. It allows you to leave almost like little voice memos on their um, like Google products and, and whatnot. So that could be a big time saver for you. If you want to truly stick to the handwritten aspect, I know you mentioned like, oh, I have to respond to them in a day so I can get them back and they can write their next set of entries. What if they also had this like week or two of kind of a, a an off time? So basically they have, let's say two weeks to write their three entries. Is that what it was? They Well, mm-hmm. it says they turn in two Yeah. Yeah. Every two weeks. So they have two weeks where they write their entries, they turn them into you, and then they're going to have two weeks off. I can tell you from the student standpoint, they probably would enjoy that time off. It would allow them to get caught up on maybe other assignments that they have and so on. And that way it would almost like double the amount of time for the journals. And so then instead of writing, let's say, I don't know, 20 responses throughout the year, you're only going to write 10. Yeah. And I had another idea as you were speaking and like talking through that. What if you even allowed them to have responses to one another? So maybe there was a time frame where you're responding to them, but then there's another time frame where you're allowing students to respond to each other. Think about the impact there and the community building that you're going to be able to build with your students with one with each other. So allow your students to respond to one another. That would be a really nice way to take that off your plate. Yeah, when I taught fourth grade, the last year I was teaching math and reading. And well, actually, I guess, no, that was my second year. I don't know, one of the years, but one of those, one of those years, I implemented, um, I got this idea from a coworker. So it was not my original idea, but she had a spotlight student. So at the beginning of the year, the students each created this like poster about themselves where they wrote all about themselves and their favorites and everything. Each week, I would display one in the classroom as the spotlight student, and the rest of the students by Friday had to write a letter to that student, like Mm -hmm. incorporating some of the things that they learned about them, like, oh, hey, I noticed you play football, and my brother plays football, and those types of things. And so each student at the end of the week would then get a whole collection of letters from everyone in the class. And so it was like a really special thing. I think that's a great idea, Bridget, to kind of incorporate the rest of the class. Yeah, absolutely. Man, we nailed that one. Yeah. I'm feeling great. Let's <laughs> that go, one, people. Bring in your TSHs. <laughs> I think that's something a lot of people can relate to because it's, yeah. I think everyone has tried at some point to do the journal and it's just, it's I a know. lot. It's so hard. And and speaking of a lot, um, when we sat down to like outline and kind of plan this episode, I believe my exact words were deadlines, blit. <laughs> because <Yeah>, she did. <laughs> some people thrive and really put forth their best work when they have a deadline approaching. Michelle is not some people, okay? I do not like being under a deadline because I feel stressed and it's almost like the walls are like caving in on me. You know those like movies where they're running through like an alleyway and the walls are getting closer and closer and like they're about to get squished? Dislike, okay? Not, Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, I don't think I'm a fan either. I don't I don't necessarily love deadlines as well. And I think it's just because that same emotion that you're kind of feeling. But um, but here's the thing, like some deadlines are just going to be unavoidable. For instance, things like grades, report cards, conferences, these are things that are just going to come up. We have deadlines for them. And so in this episode, we are going to share some of our best tips for creating deadlines, sticking to them, and then what to do if something in a, interrupts your plans and they aren't you aren't going to be able to meet those deadlines. 
Yeah, so we're going to share three tips for each of those, starting with creating deadlines. The first tip we have when it comes to creating deadlines, and this is going to sound like duh, is to give yourself a little more time than you think you need. Here's what we mean by that, okay? If you think it's going to take you a week, and when I say a week, I mean like a school week, Monday through Friday, to get your report cards done, and that includes entering all the grades, entering all the comments, checking over them, etc. Instead of only allowing yourself five days, we encourage you to create a deadline where you're going to have six to seven days. That way you're able to take your time a little bit more, not feel as stressed, but you also don't want too much wiggle room because that is then going to lead to procrastination. So you have to find that kind of balance between having too much time, but also not enough because you don't want to cut it too close where it's, you know, 1159 and you're submitting your report cards. We've all been there. Yeah, absolutely. The next tip that we have for you for creating those deadlines is probably one of my favorites because I tend to use this quite a lot and that's to lie to yourself. Okay, so (laughs) here's, here's what we mean by that. Basically, what you're doing is you're creating a fake deadline before the actual deadline. (laughs) So you almost have to ignore what everything else is saying and even change it inside of your Google calendar to make it feel like you are, are actually lying to yourself. And you can't allow yourself to think, oh, this is a fake deadline. You can't tell yourself that because as soon as you start doing that, you're gonna ruin it for yourself. So here's an example. Let's say that report cards are due on Friday, but you tell yourself, okay, nope, I need to have them done by Wednesday. Deadline is Wednesday at 11.59 p.m. I need to have it done because that's when they're going to be getting posted. So technically, you still have two extra days if like stuff hits the fan. You know what I mean? (laughs) But ideally, you do want to have these done early. This then becomes that motivation piece and it allows you to get things done a little bit earlier. I do. I love that tip as well. It's one of my favorites. I know, right? The last tip we have for creating deadlines is to create what we're going to call, and this shouldn't surprise y'all, create deadline-ception, okay? (laughs) Basically, that means creating deadlines within your deadlines to stay on track, just like we've talked about folder-ception and having folders within a folder within a folder. So here is an example. You might say, I need to have all of my grades entered. So like everything is graded and has been put into my grade book by Friday the week before. Okay. So if let's, I'm going to pick like a random day. If they're due on Friday the 8th, you want to have all of your grades entered by Friday the 1st. Then maybe you want to have all of your comments entered by that Tuesday, which would be, I'm trying to do math. I don't know the, the, third or fourth, something like that, fifth, I don't know. And then you're going to use Wednesday as your final day just to like check over them, make sure everything is good. So you're creating deadlines leading up to that final deadline for all of those little tasks to help make sure you stay on track. We're going to take a very quick break. And when we come back, Bridget is going to kick us off with a tip for sticking to deadlines. Bridget, do you ever feel like you're a hamster running on a wheel? Oh my gosh, all the time. (laughs) 
I feel like everyone has a traumatic hamster story, but that's for another day. I do feel like we all go through those times where we're just kind of, you know, in a rut. Yes, you're absolutely right. Whenever I feel stuck in a rut, I love to try something new. So if you're listening to this and you haven't tried digital planning yet, this is your sign. Cue the song, I Saw the Sign. I'll Mm -hmm. spare you from listening to my horrible singing, but we have free digital planner samples you can download on our website. You can head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store and then click on the purple box that says, try our digital planner for free. From there, you can choose the Google Slides or tablet format and have it sent to your email right away. But if you love it, you can always come back and purchase the full version with all the dated templates. But this is a great way to try it out risk-free. Now back to the episode. Okay, we're back. And now that we have this clear idea of creating those deadlines, now we need to look at some of the tips for helping us to stick to those deadlines. And I feel like this is the hardest part (laughs) is sticking to deadlines. So the first tip that we have for you is to create frequent check-ins to reflect on your progress. You need to make this part of your routine. And so what you're doing is if you sit down to plan the week ahead, then make sure that you're also reviewing the deadlines that you have in place. So you're building this into something that you're already doing. And I know that when we talked about Atomic Habits, this was a big one, right? We said like, if we're gonna plan on Sunday, we're gonna attach it to something that we're already doing. Like I know that I'm gonna sit down in my office and I'm gonna look at my calendar. I'm gonna you know, plan out what's gonna happen with my, my tasks. But now I'm gonna add in that piece. I'm gonna stack it, we're habit stacking here, adding in that piece of looking at my deadlines to ensure that I'm on the right track. So here are some questions that you might ask yourself. Did you complete all the tasks? If not, why? You gotta hold yourself accountable here. Was this due to external factors or were you just unrealistic with your time? Guys, this is something that I tend to do a lot. I am very unrealistic with my time. I don't have a good, um, what do they call it? Like a bait. I don't have a good basis on my time. Like I can't figure out what's the the Goldilocks rule there. I'm all over the map. Yeah. Like you either give yourself way too much time or not enough. I do. I do. It's terrible. You also want want to ask yourself, are you on track? If not, then what do you need to do in order to accomplish this to make sure that you're making your deadline? So an example would be that if you leave at the end of the day or you are during your planning period, you might want to go through your checklist and decide if you're on track with meeting your deadline. This is also a really good time to just sit down and reflect. And tip number two, (laughs) this is where the tough love comes in. Okay, just go with us, is to batch your tasks, which we've talked about batching a lot. We have full podcast episodes dedicated to batching. You can go listen to them. But when it comes to your deadlines, if you are realizing that you are unable to stick to your deadlines, ultimately you need to just find time to like sit down, do the hard work, buckle down and get things done. Okay. That's why I said this is where the tough love comes in. You need to find time in your schedule to batch the tasks that are going to keep you on track. This might mean saying no to things that you had scheduled, like a dinner date with a friend, or you might need to unplug your TV for the weekend so that you can focus. Ultimately, you want to sit down, get yourself focused, and complete as many of the tasks as possible. So for example, 
We all know that we have those times or those days where we have to deal with other things at school, like you had extra meetings or student behaviors that took up your planning time and you didn't end up getting things done. In that case, in order to stay on track and in order to meet deadlines that you've put into place, you might need to stay after school for an extra hour. Now, this shouldn't be happening all the time because if it is, you need to kind of go back, like Bridget said, and reflect and reevaluate. Like, are you giving yourself enough time? Do you have those systems in place? Are you being as efficient as possible? But if there are times where things are getting in the way, just kind of those one-off occurrences, you need to just find time to sit down and batch and just get it done. And you'll feel much better when it's off of your plate. So the final tip that we have for you is to plan a reward. And one of the like best rewards that I think we ever planned was after our live event in 2022. Beach trip. <laughs> we had a beach trip and it was the best. And what was just so fun about it is I feel like we were completely exhausted and Honestly, I think we wanted to just kind of go into turtle shell mode. Yeah. Um, but we really did enjoy it. Like I loved that beach trip and I'm just, I have so many beautiful memories from it. And now I just, all I want is fish and chips, guys. All I want is fish and chips. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, the food was definitely the highlight. Oh, uh, so my good. favorite moment was the random day. And I don't remember which day it was, but we were just walking like the boardwalk and we decided to get ice cream like before dinner. Like it was just the middle of the afternoon and we're like, let's get ice cream. And we just sat there and ate our ice cream. And it was such a just wholesome moment. It like reminded me of my childhood, but it's like, I'm sitting here doing it with my best friend, eating my chocolate ice cream with sprinkles. Like it just, it was a very, very nice moment. I think about it often. (laughs) Well, it's funny that you go there and my brain goes to that evening that we were looking for a place to go and eat and we walked into this like one (laughs) restaurant in the middle of a neighborhood that was like hopping y'all like there was music they were like jamming and we roll up thinking that oh it's gonna be a bunch of like younger people no it's not it's like 50 somethings and above and they're all dancing and they're doing salsas and they're dancing right there when you're walking up the ramp and I'm like this is not our vibe we cannot be here let's go somewhere lame oh <laughs> um, boy but what's honestly it just gives you something to really look forward to and you have to really hold yourself accountable so you cannot give yourself the reward at the end of the day if you didn't meet the deadline you want to make sure you're meeting that deadline so that you can have that reward and that is a really good motivational piece so an example is once your report cards are done, um, you're going to you know, go out and order maybe your favorite takeout or you're going to have a movie night at home. I will say that you want to make sure that your reward matches the task. So mm-hmm. you're not going to obviously have a huge trip for just getting your report cards done. That does not make sense. You want to make sure that those two are matching and you can also create tiered rewards. And I put a note in here about, I have a story to share with this. So when I was younger, I sucked my thumb like a lot. Okay. Y'all to the point, Bridget, I don't know if I've ever told you this. If I hold my two thumbs side by side, like they're different shapes. No, no, we're not. Well, I can't turn my (laughs) wrist to show you like the front, but the one 
that I didn't suck is more like pointy and it bends further back. The one that I did suck, like it doesn't bend as much and it's more like rounded. Okay. I sucked my thumb from when I was like a baby, right? Until I don't think I finally stopped until I was like seven or eight. It was kidding. No, it was a struggle. And the issue was it was messing up my teeth. Like my, my front teeth were crooked because of that. And my mom being a a dental hygienist was mortified. So in order to get me to stop sucking my thumb, my parents tried a multitude of things. They even tried where they would paint this like bad tasting stuff on my nail in order to get, no, I I still like, it was a comfort thing. Yeah, I did. So what ended up working, my dad created this system where we had a jar and he, my dad always had change. Okay. So he had all, all these pennies. Every time I was caught sucking my thumb, that he would put a penny into the jar and I had to keep it below certain lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I could keep it below the very lowest line, meaning the least amount of pennies in the jar, I was going to get a new bike and I was going to get $10, which when you're a kid, $10 is like, yeah, yeah you're rich. I did not end up getting that one, but I did keep it below the next line where I I can't remember if I got, I think I got the bike, but not the $10. And then above that, if it got to the next line, I didn't get anything. So he had kind of this like tiered system worked in. And for me, it was motivating because I remember vividly the day where I surpassed that bottom line and realized, because I think this was over the course of like a Mm -hmm. year, right? Right. And I realized I wasn't going to get the $10 and I was like devastated, but it really then motivated me of, okay, I want to keep it below that next line because I want at least the other reward. Right. And it, it worked. I stopped is sucking this my thumb. Where, is this where you are the way that you are? Is this the reason <laughs> why you are the way that you are when it comes to like goals? I think so. I think so. so I've never it's made your that connection. Dad's fault the way that you do these. I listen, I have to just say, and it's really funny, guys, because Michelle and I have the same book publisher. Okay. So our both of our books are published with Wiley. And it was funny because at one point I was having a meeting with them about like my pre-sales and all of that. And at one point they pulled up your numbers and they were like, oh no, you and Michelle are pretty aligned. She goes, do you want me to like set up a, 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 a competition between the two? Oh my gosh. I said, no, I would quit. I would walk away. <laughs> I would quit. I wouldn't even try. Because <laughs> oh the moment you tell that woman that I am doing a competition with her, she will go so far in. I yeah. cannot do that. I will quit. <laughs> yeah. I am very, very competitive, very competition based. I thrive in that environment. <laughs> uh-uh. Not doing it. Oh my gosh. So she did not do that. She just laughed. <laughs> That's so funny. You hadn't told me that. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to the last section, which is all about what to do when your deadlines aren't going to be reached because we are realistic and we understand that you're not going to meet every deadline. Like there will be deadlines that sneak up on you. There will be life things that just happen that get in the way. Like I always say life is going to life, right? So what do you do when that happens? So tip number one, (laughs) it's funny because Bridget and I both had the same idea, but we called it different things. I called it cut the fat and she called it cut the fluff. So whichever one floats your boat, but essentially if the deadline is something you absolutely cannot change, like it has to get done one way or the other, but you realize that you're running out of time, 
you're going to need to kind of cancel certain things that go along with it. So you might need to cancel things like in your outside personal life. If you are going to go out with friends, but you haven't gotten your work done, you might need to cut that out, right? But if there still isn't time and like you're literally working as much as you can, but you're just not going to get it all done, then you need to focus on getting the must-dos done first and fit in the nice-to-dos if you have time. Those nice-to-dos are often like the fun parts, so you can use them as motivation because you want to get your must-dos done so that you can do the fun stuff, the nice-to-dos. But at the end of the day, remember done is better than perfect. It's okay if some things kind of fall short because at least you got it done. So here's an example going back to report cards. Keep your comments short, okay? If you have that setting within like your grade book to do like the personalization. So I know I could always put in like, it was like, uh, parentheses, first name, parentheses, and it would then like plug in that student's first oh, name without nice. me having to type it. Yes. And so I would create a quote unquote customized comment. In reality, the comment was the same for every student, but it had the student's name. So it sounded more personalized. And then I would just go in and like add in certain things for the students that really needed it. That was like my minimum, right? Because we did have to have like comments for every student. But if I had time, I could go back and add in more detailed comments that maybe weren't necessities, but I did want to add in there. So, and I always enjoyed that part because it was nice to like give Mm -hmm. them that, that personal touch. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the next tip that we have for you is to communicate and pivot. So if the deadline does have some flexibility, you can look at pivoting. Now, this might not be ideal, but it is a possibility. So you really just kind of have to make that best judgment call based off of the task that you're working to complete and the deadline that you have, right? Um, Because with report cards, I mean, that's not going to be feasible because you're other people are relying on you to have things done by a certain point so that they can get it posted to parents. So you have to just make that judgment. So here's the thing. You're going to have to communicate with anyone else that's involved with the deadline that it might need to shift just a little bit. You can make sure to give yourself some tough love and only ask for at the least amount of extra time as possible. We also have to make sure that we're aware that there might be some consequences for this and you're going to need to prepare and also accept that responsibility at the very end of it. So here's an example. If you are if you aren't going to have your report cards done by Friday, okay? So let's say that this is our fake deadline or something to that extent, you might want to just be able to talk to your administrator uh, administration about it. They might have some wiggle room that they can give to you. Like I know they tell us 11:59 p.m., but it doesn't necessarily get posted until the next day at a certain time. Yeah. So I think they they almost give you the fake deadline for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? So you can talk to them about it and see if they can give you some of that wiggle room. Um, just make sure that this just does not become a habit. You don't want to be that teacher that's always known for returning your report cards in late. Um, and that just brings us into our next tip which is to reflect and grow. So if you notice that you aren't meeting your deadlines, you have to ask yourself, what am I going to change in the future to prevent this from becoming an ongoing problem? So going back to that report card example, 
Let's say you didn't start working on your report cards until Tuesday of that week and you ended up running out of time. You're going to need to reflect and go, huh, okay, it took me longer than I thought. So next time I might want to start on that Friday before so I have a full week. And if you had, let's say, a ton of papers that were ungraded and that's part of the reason you got behind, you might need to create a better schedule for your grading so you can stay on top of it. If you felt like the comments were taking you way too long, you might wanna save comments you used so that in the future you could copy and paste them or at least have them to kind of go off of. And the reflection is important, but you also want to put these plans into place. So go ahead and mark it on your calendar. Going back to the report card, if you said, okay, next time I'm giving myself a full week, go to when the next time report cards are due and a week before on your calendar, you need to make a note to yourself that you need to start working on report cards. You might also create a checklist so that nothing gets forgotten. I personally am thinking about when one of my last go arounds of professional development that I was planning, Bridget will remember fondly, I didn't start working on it until the last minute. And as a result, I was incredibly stressed out. And I told Bridget, I was like, yeah. never again. Do not ever let me do this again. Don't let me wait until the last minute. I I'm know. not a good person when it happens. And I acted on that because now I had these presentations at the end of February and the first week of March that I had fully planned by the middle of February. So I had them done yeah. like two to three weeks. In she learned and her lesson. I learned my lesson and I felt so much better. <laughs> yeah. So that is going to be it, guys. These are the tips for how to create and really just stick to those deadlines and even what to do when you're not going to make that deadline. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I feel like this is going to be one that I'm going to save and come back to, especially as I'm starting to feel stressed or I have some big projects coming up. But I do think that this directly aligns with that project planning. So it's one that's going to mm -hmm. be really valuable for the future to just reference. We hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. We would love for you to check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com forward slash, um, you know, store, TSH, any <laughs> of those things. I don't know where I was going with that, to be honest, guys. I just had that stuck in my head. But we would love for you to submit your TSH, your time-sucking hurdles, so that we can know what is it that's sucking up all your time right now. We would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our new episodes, which is on Thursday mornings. And if you are listening on iTunes, please make sure to leave us a review. It really does help us to get into the ears of so many teachers. And we really, really enjoy listening to your feedback. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.